It was the middle of the night when I slid out of my giant sleeping couch and stood before the hearth. The charred logs flitted with flames, making my shadow dance behind me. I stepped into my underdress and pulled it on. My jet-black hair with grape highlights fell loose, unbefitting a princess, but I left it. My bodice was unlaced, and I didn't care. I felt I had to go out. It was as if something or someone was beckoning me. I found myself descending the spiral staircase, holding up my long skirt above my ankles, and walking softly over the marble floor, afraid someone might hear me. I opened the oaken door without a creak of its iron hinges, and stepped outside into the dark night. All was quiet. A desolate yearning led me on. Barefoot, I padded down the wide granite steps, across the cobblestoned road, and into the forest. My footfalls were silent on the springy cool moss. I had no fear, and I knew not why. I just knew something or someone was calling to me, and the draw was irresistible. I had to go. I slipped in among the ancient oak trees. Their bark was phosphorescent, and the leaves feathery and a rich emerald green. I felt that I belonged there. Since I arrived at the assembly, it was a feeling I had. I'd never been one to spend much time outside, but here I was drawn to this oak forest, and I felt a new freedom only when I was in the primeval copse that edged the obsidian castle. I breathed in the fresh night air. My pupils dilated to see in the darkness beneath the trees. I held my skirt up a few inches to step gingerly over a fallen log. As I bent forward, the laces of my bodice fell loose, and my full breasts were exposed to the moonlight. The moist breeze caressed them like a lover. I stuffed them back in and pulled the laces together, tying them up carelessly. But just then I heard footsteps coming toward me in the darkness. My eyes widened in fear, and my first thought was regret that I had left the dagger in my bedchamber. But that was foolish. I didn't even know if I could bring myself to use it. The darkness of the night felt like a companion, shielding me from the eyes of whoever was there. No one knew of my excursion into the forest in the deep of the night. Or did someone? My back pressed against the gnarled oak tree. I remembered the wild red boar and the brown bear that the huntsman brought home slung over his saddle. It was probably one of those animals. It would pass me without noticing me, or it would run. Most likely it would be more afraid of me than I was of it. Why didn't I feel reassured? My breast heaved with the beginning of panic. I moved slowly, afraid that my long skirt would rustle, or my jeweled choker would reflect like the eyeshine of a heart. If it was indeed a man, I would be at his mercy. I slipped behind the tree and crouched, feeling safer, having something in front of me. Leaning against the oak, my soft breasts pressed against the rough, hard tree trunk. I felt its protection, as if I were a part of it. The footsteps were getting closer. Whatever it was, it was large. I tried to be still, but I wanted to flee. Through the light that the sliver of a moon provided, I saw its silhouette. 
It was walking on two legs, and yet it seemed an animal. Goosebumps dimpled over my bare arms. It has to be a man, I thought. The shape of the head must be the product of my imagination, just the chance placement of some branches behind him. Yet I sensed viscerally that it was not merely a man. My eyes peered into the darkness, desperate to discern his shape again. All now seemed utterly black. He must be shielded from my sight by the dense trees. But that meant it couldn't see me either, I hoped. Now I refuse to think of it as a person. It must have been a stag, and the shadowy night gave it the appearance of two legs. It looked larger merely because I was crouching. Surely that was it.'